The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of myself and my guests and do not reflect those of the Walt Disney Company or anyone else's employers. Hello, I am Baymax, your personal health What's that? Borax? I am Baymax, your personal healthcare companion. I suggest daily exercise. I will find the nearest recreational facility using my state-of-the-art GPS locate. Found it. How about that? 20 full minutes devoted to the application of Band-Aids. Thank you, Baymax. Refill. Yeah! My ankle. Oh, no. Do not worry. I will manage the cafe. Oh. Welcome to another episode of the podcast without a cool acronym. I'm your host, Chandler DeRocher. Join me on the podcast today via Zoom. Once again, we have Scott Sandler. I am Borax. I will help you conquer your deepest fears. Have a lollipop. <laughs> and Zach Stewart. What do you call Captain Marvel that's stating the Human Torch? A Brie Arson. Ah. <laughs> And joining us for the very first time, you know him from the podcast Engineering Theme Parks, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Dworkin. Didn't have anything witty prepared, so hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are here to talk about the um, the first official series done by Walt Disney Animation Studios for Disney Plus, um, Baymax. So before we um kind of dive into the episodes um what here what is everyone here's connection with uh big hero six i know there's been a couple other things that they've done like obviously the series um and there were some other shorts that i haven't watched that are i, I i've only watched like one of them because it was on one of those shorts compilations that they did and it's very strange keep this show moving so i can get my egg and watch another short with the marshmallow guy What's up, Hero? Just chilling out here in Baymax's head. Hey, Mr. Marshmallow, what are you up to? Hello, Fred. I am scanning my memories to compress them into duplicate files. Whoa! Then they transfer to my cloud. Oh, you're dreaming about data storage? That is adorable. Now detecting one corrupt file. My theory is confirmed. Robots have dreams. And they're super weird. Um, but what about you guys? Uh, I mean, I'm sure. Well, I basically started with the movie, and I'm sure right, all obviously. I'm I'm sure if anything, that's the earliest starting point for most of us. I mean, I think yeah, I'm, I'm pre- everyone here has seen the movie, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, of course. 
my first kind of experience was the Marvel comics because I don't know if everyone knows this. They started yes. out as Marvel comics characters yeah, and then got and translated in and got then got translated into a movie. Now the Marvel comics, I don't know if you guys have ever read them. It is nothing like the movie, and none of the characters are very like almost the exact like at all really translated similarly. So basically, the only... it's the same thing as Guardians of the Galaxy. Kind of, yeah. Guardians, I feel like, was kind of an evolution of the characters. This is just yeah. a straight up like if you were to look at the differences, the only similarities are the names. Yeah, Baymax the dragon is like <clears throat> a robotic dragon. Uh, Hero uh, is, of course, still the inventor, but he's a lot more like more just kind of like the studious scientist and not like the kind of cooler hero that we know from the sh- movie and the show. Uh, Honey Lemon, I think it's just an actual power she has. It's not nothing to do with the actual purse that she has. Um, and there were a few other characters that uh, Wasabi was not one of the uh, uh, original members. It was actually Silver Samurai from the X-Men comics. Okay. Yeah. That was my my first kind of exposure to it was that, but I never actually read them as as a as a kid growing up. Uh, the movie was more my introduction to it. I just I for me it's always interesting to me that it's now more of a Disney brand than it is a Marvel brand. Yeah. Well, I have to kind of wonder. And isn't it by, on the whole? Isn't it by the creators of Ben Ten? Yes, of it is. Yes, Man of Action. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm kind of wondering since we're starting on the whole multiverse saga for the MCU, I'm like. Are any of the Big Hero 6 characters going to show up? That could happen. I mean, they I are a canonical. I, I can say for a fact that they are a canonical. The Disney movie is a canonical Earth within the Marvel multiverse. I that believe it's per, I can. I have that. I actually had the Wikipedia pulled up, actually. Um, it, I believe it is Earth. So uh, is that the one with... So does that have San Francisco and Cali Soda? Yes, I believe so. Um, oh, well, seriously? The ori- That's fun. The original Big Hero 6, like, uh, universe didn't actually, like, uh, the, re- the reason why there's San Francisco is uh, because it's actually San Francisco, but it was rebuilt in, like, the ninth, and after the 1902 earthquake. That's what the film's canonical story is. Okay. And the actual, uh, uh, what's it called? Yeah. Uh, and in the in the comics, it's actually just in Japan. They actually is actually all in J- Japan and Tokyo. That's I, okay. I find that really interesting when when it comes to the adaptation. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll pull up the the canonical Earth and multiverse if you guys want to keep going. <laughs> so, Adam, uh, what about you? Have you seen anything else from this franchise? Yeah, so obviously started with the movie, like Scott said, but you know. The family here, we watched a lot of Big Hero 6, the series. So it was that more like action-oriented kind of sci-fi series started maybe 2017, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my um, kids worked out worked through all three seasons of that. And that was really popular. So I, I saw a lot of episodes multiple times, which is obviously a really different tone and animation style than, not, than the movies or you know anything else that Disney was putting out. But it was fun. It was just, you know having a good time with some action. Uh, so I knew that I, I had a lot of faith in the series because it, it was show ran by Bob Schooley and Mark McCorkle. Yeah, so I was just going to say, it was, from, it was done by the creators of Kim Possible. Right, so having created Kim's rogues, it makes one 
very intrigued as to the rogues gallery that they'll build, they would they would build for Big Hero Six, and I thought the series was the perfect avenue instead of having to wait until a next movie to maybe introduce one new rogue. Yeah. Um, and the, I, I will say the canonical Earth for Big Hero Six is Earth fourteen one two three. Okay. So I mean, they could pop up. Who knows? Sometime in the uh, in the Secret Wars, that could that would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I haven't watched the series, and that's kind of a blind spot on my radar. I I I it's been it's on my radar series. for a I've while. It's a good series. I've watched it. It's a yeah, very good I've, series. I definitely needed to come back to it. It's just one of those where it's like, you know, it, um, sort of like trying to cover. And I know they kind of stopped doing serialized stuff with it towards the end. But yeah, the, the start of it goes into an eleven-minute format for like the last nine episodes. Yeah, but the whole the whole first part of it is still kind of more arc-based. So I'm like, I wouldn't want to just cover one episode and then leave it alone for several months. So uh, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll have to come back to it at some I, point. I remember sure. when Big Hero Six series premiered. They had their big Thanksgiving premiere with Baymax Returns, and then they didn't come back until they moved to Disney Channel with DuckTales in oh, May wow. 2018. Okay, so it, it took mm. a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, the series is really good, I will say that. It's a, uh, it it very much, it, uh, it, it does kind of, for me, feel a little weird in terms of its overall, like, writing and character. Um, mainly just due to just, like, for one, not all the they're they're clear of actors that are not the same actors as the films, which comes just comes with the territory of making a continuation. Yeah, of course. Um, T.J. Miller, uh, the T.J. Miller replacement, especially, is very much uh, not T.J. Miller, but I mean, it's kind of good not to have T.J. Miller, but uh, uh, yeah, that's on that's honestly almost an improvement most of the time. That's an improvement, but <laughs> I feel like I was watching Deadpool two the other day, and it's and, like, man, I you know. It, it it feels like they didn't even want him there, but he was just he had to be there for the couple scenes just because he was in the, the last one. Con, and, yeah, contractual obligations. And his replacement is basically one of the um, SNL flameouts of the 2010s. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's uh, cool. Brooks Brooks Whelan. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the story arcs are pretty good. Um, I I will say they also try they. There's always this thing when it comes to uh, certain continuations where they always add like this, this romantic subplot plot character for the for the like the child that always just kind of weirds me out a little bit just because of how they how they go with it. It's always this will they won't they thing, and it, they never fulfill it. It's just a thing they do, and I don't understand why. <laughs> so they added a, a like a love interest for hero. Yes, yeah. they did, um, and it was. Uh, it's, of course, it it's is. almost supposed to be like it, it's like almost like a middle school, like you know, I have a crush. Do you have a crush? Like I think it's supposed to provide realism, but it doesn't. It just it, is yeah, it never, yeah, that kind it's of stuff. If it's not if it's not built in from from the from the start, don't add it. Yeah, it it always feels like it they, like they it always kind of feels like a fanfic kind of, which is it's kind of funny though because the actual love interest starts making fanfics about uh, <laughs> about hero's hero identity because she doesn't know that hero and hero and hero's hero identity it's weird to say it like that but 
they they uh they knew what she, they were doing she writes fan did. yeah she <laughs> writes fanfic about it not knowing that hero is who hero is it, it sounds is, disturbingly it, similar to something that would happen in like miraculous ladybug probably it probably is they probably just watched miraculous ladybug it says we could do we something need to do this. that we need to have <laughs> annoying love interest stuff because that show has that <laughs> yeah they it's def, but it's definitely a good show. I do recommend watching it to uh, yeah. anyone that wants that that has watched the first Big Hero Six movie. But it's it's clear that it's it it is kind of like a completely different writing team new uh, that are just trying like what can we do with these characters after the film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this show is obviously very different from that. Um, yeah, because it is a series of six shorts. Um, each of them is like, it's about like, it's, what, it's basically six, 11 minute episodes. It is such yeah. six, 11 minute episodes. Yeah. Mm. It's just, it, it's these little, it's these, um, short episodes and it's kind of the perfect premise for a series based around Baymax. Cause it's just him going around and helping people with different medical things. And, um, right off the bat, you like, once you go through them, you realize nothing is like nothing about Big Hero 6 series is stepped on by this series. Right. It can totally exist in that same world because Baymax is just doing his thing with other people. We don't mm -hmm. even see any of the other characters besides Hero and Cass. None of them come back in this. And they don't need to because it's his own thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was really They're nice really... that they kept these, some of the original voice actors too because I hate it when they do this and the, the, the voice is close, but it's not right. Yeah, yeah that's... That, that, like I was saying with the show, yeah, it 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 always feels kind of jarring when it's that, but luckily they've kept all the same voice actor, the main uh, the main cast of voice actors for that. And as good as Kari Payton is being the bulky black guy in a superhero team, <laughs> you already had that with Cyborg. <laughs> so it's yeah. like you're getting Cyborg. Oh yeah, team. yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I actually I wanted to I just realized it's it's interesting how Kingdom Hearts got TJ Miller to come back <laughs> and then but then you look at the series and they got almost none of the voice actors to come back which is very interesting to me I wonder what how Kingdom Hearts could get TJ Miller and not the TV series I don't know what TJ Miller's means, standards are have like he was in the Emoji Lord. movie yeah yeah, he said yeah to the emoji movie. So his standards isn't there. I mean, I'm guessing it's he doesn't have standards. Guys. It's 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 more about uh, it's more about the paycheck. I think. Yeah, it may be that, or it could also be like, well, because like for the Big Hero Six section in uh, in in Kingdom Hearts Three, they only get like really they only get Hero's voice actor T.J. Miller to come back and and Baymax that's about it no one else is uh is like a is the same actor from what I understand I find, I just imagine find the time commitment the time commitment for something like Kingdom Hearts is probably a week or two in the studio yeah, whereas fair. if you're right. doing something like this like if you're doing you know Big Hero 6 yeah. the series and that's a three season arc right yeah yeah that's a, it's that's a lot a of time point. yeah it's a lot that's of a time. fair point yeah and then he became um undesirable to employ Oh yes, <laughs> within uh, within less than a, that a year of that appearance, he became very undesirable. Undesirable. 
Um, yeah. Um, but I guess back to Baymax as a show, I really liked it. I think it uh, it just worked just pleasantly. It really made me want, hey, this is going to sound funny, I really want a horror movie where it's just someone trying to run from Baymax because he's just <laughs> trying to give them care. Because, they're, because there's just moments where they're like, they're just trying to escape Baymax from just giving them care. I would the love Kiko just, one especially has like yeah. has that kind of vibe almost. Yeah, I would love for just a horror movie. Just no like no like tonal nothing tonal change <laughs> from like comedic anything. Just straight up horror. But it's just that Baymax is trying to give them care and not nothing like malicious in any intent. But it's just I think that would be hilarious. It'd be a, <laughs> be wonderful. They really, Except really now I'm, play with it. I'm imagining now uh, Baymax like in The Shining, like his face popping through the door. Like that's that's what I'm picturing right now. Yeah, there is Baymax. <laughs> Hello, I am Baymax. Hello. And do you see her fucking screams? Just like, <laughs> be careful. Somebody may be listening. You never know what you're gonna get. Disney, if you if if you want this, please hire me. I I, I, I do things. <laughs> hire me. Uh, I will make you a Baymax horror movie. So of course. Probably the most unrealistic thing about this whole show is that uh, there's free healthcare in America. <laughs> <laughs> Had to make that joke, obviously. Um, but no, yeah, no, no, no. Baymax builds, builds them in two weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, he just said, like, they just see, like, $2,000 for a lollipop? Jesus. Now, let's see how much this little trip cost us. $700 for an ambulance trip to Muline? It's only 30 miles away. And $60 for... Continued on page 16. Gosh! Gosh should be like 70 cents tops. How are we going to pay for all this? Relax, honey. I have insurance. That should take care of most of it. This total is after insurance. Whoa. We can pay all that? So we ditch. I've got plenty of wigs and dossiers with fully fleshed out backstories. If anyone asks... Were the Templetons from Poughkeepsie. Oh, that'd be um, great. Well, and, and like, obviously, um, there's some things that Baymax can't take care of that, like, you know, he would have to just take someone to the hospital, right? Not I according mean, to this series. He, he does Baymax, everything in this series. Baymax yeah. probably has, like, inside of him, he has, like, a million different shots just rotating in, like, through gears, like, just so that it can pop out. Like, hello, I will give you a shot now. Yeah. Well, but like, if someone has like a uh, a broken leg, you know, well, I guess he could give them the cast and everything. Mm -hmm. How do you think he would have handled if he existed when COVID started breaking out? Hello, I have created a vaccine immediately. Imagine if we had Baymax in the he, he would, would manifest his charging station. I mean, we'd still to probably have dispense mask. <laughs> dispense masks. Yeah, exactly. Yes. We'd still probably uh, we'd still probably not. We probably still have to go in quarantine because we have plenty of anti-vaxxers. Yeah, that's what the horror movie is going to be about. He's trying to give Baymax chasing an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> that's the horror that's, movie. Anti-vaxxers yes. are running away from Baymax. But so it's a horror movie where it's sort of like you know, sort sort of like some horror movies where it's like you know you're actually rooting for the killer, like Freddy Krueger or Michael Myers, or um, <laughs> instead of a healer, he's like I mean instead of a killer, he's a healer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're exactly. rooting for you're rooting for the antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the the 
and basically the setup that Baymax has in this whole series is that um, Hero's room, he's got it set up with like a charging station and all that. And Baymax kind of just goes out during the day and finds people to help. Um, and so the first episode, Baymax is just chilling upstairs, not doing anything when Cass, um, in the process of um, running the cafe, Cass, by the way, is still played by Maya Rudolph. She's in the process of running the cafe and she trips over a step stool and um, sprains her ankle, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, someone else is like, are you okay? And she's like, shh, don't say anything. And she just, you just hear Baymax setting up and coming downstairs. Because <laughs> she's Again, like, I I'm don't tell- have time for this today. I'm telling you, it could be a perfect horror movie. You just... <laughs> A horror movie where the anti the anti vaxxers go and then they're like, "Wait, am I the problem?" Yes, you're the problem. Yes. Are we the baddies? Are, are we the baddies? Are we the baddies? Basically, Baymax um, takes her upstairs and puts like a cryo spray on on her ankle and um, tells her that she needs to stay stay there and and rest and not run the cafe. Um, she's like, I can't close the cafe. He's like, okay then. And he just downloads this guide on how to run a small business. Which is incredible. Like that that yes, was the best so part. Funny. He's like, oh, I got it. I got it. No worries. I got it. Don't, don't worry about it. He has, it. He has like, the matrix. You can't it. just download what took me years to learn. Download complete. <laughs> he 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 does whatever he can to help his patients. He really it's, does. It's like the I know kung fu scene with Keanu Reeves. I know how to run a small cafe. Show yes. me. <laughs> and and what are cafe patrons but but people suffering from hunger and thirst? <laughs> yes, that's true. And uh, caffeine addiction. Yeah. <laughs> you you have a caffeine addiction. I recommend cutting back on coffee and switching to decaf. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's so funny how um because it, it it cuts to him like making someone's coffee and just like the lid keeps popping off and he well when he's making it he's like slowly pumping the syrup mm-hmm. and then slowly putting the lid on and it keeps popping off <laughs> and then he finally <laughs> sets it on the counter steve and steve's just got his head on the counter he's like yeah i'm here <laughs> And everyone's just like, oh my god, this is taking forever. And the best part of it is watching watching Aunt Cass just freak out, right? She just loses her mind in that episode. Yeah. Like she can't even take yeah. it. Yeah, she she <laughs> keeps trying to sneak downstairs and do stuff. Uh, she sets up a spy cam on um, Mochi, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. It it was great. That whole thing was great with the, with the spy yeah, cam. I'm... She's trying to figure it out. <laughs> and then what what I loved about the first episode was it kind of set the tone for the rest of the shorts, right? Because right. I mean, maybe kind of you were going to get the same formula ultimately. Yeah, because it was like there's always a sickness, but there's always some sort of human cause to why this episode is happening. Right. Like, it, it kind of started the arc, and I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of cool because I. I mean, you probably get to this as we go through the episodes, but I didn't expect them to be connected at all. 
Mm-hmm. Like I yeah, I wasn't expecting that either, and it's really cool because mm-hmm. even right at the end of the episode, not to completely skip ahead, but at the end of the episode, the cat from the last two episodes um, is walking past, like walking past the cafe. Yeah, for mm-hmm. me, this is it's a it, this is a weird comparison, but it really reminded me a lot of how What If tried to handle itself, but this show handled it way better, in my opinion. Yeah what if like it gave you gave you different possibilities different stories all with like one-off kind of characters and then at the finale they brought them all back this show did it better for me <laughs> and made it more it satisfying yeah it helps that no episodes are moved to a second season yeah they also yes uh, also episodes are not moved to a second second season this uh, like the thing is with what if it, like it it it's building up these characters but the whole concept is like just nothing but possibilities this show ha- doesn't have it like have this thing where it's like oh it's just just short stories never gonna never gonna do anything beyond that just like it like doing doing that for this show worked so much better for me i don't i don't know how to elaborate it i'm that this just works so much better to me <laughs> i know it's a weird comparison with what if but it's no, it's uh, it, it's not a weird comparison because in 11 minutes they made you fall in love with these ancillary characters right yeah. you you yeah. you felt for these characters right they had real problems not just like take the yeah i, I am skipping ahead a little bit but i'm going to do it so i take the next episode right the kiko, the kiko episode yeah. She, yeah right so it's not like you know so baymax is there he's trying to teach her how to swim but it's not about swimming it's really about her husband that she lost, right? The whole yeah. like that whole thing. He thinks she she's afraid of water for that character in five minutes. Yeah, yeah. and so, I, I guess so to with see what, that yeah. come through, and then you made that connection back across the entire series at the end, right? Where they're all mm-hmm. coming to help now that they've been helped, but you don't expect any more out of those characters. There's no mm-hmm. further story to be told. He helped them; it's over. But you feel connected to the characters, and that's really hard. That's a hard yeah. bit of writing for 11 yeah, minutes. Yeah, exactly, but yeah. The, but then there is that, you know, there is more to happen because they have to help rescue him towards the end. It, Spoiler Yeah, word. exactly. So, yeah, that, that helped me redefine what I, what, why I think it works better is with what if it's trying to build towards that big finale and not, it's saying like, oh, there is more story to be had here. And like, I don't feel as connected with that because it's more, it, like I can feel kind of connected because it's characters I know already. But like, I don't feel any any like di- any different than what I would on movies. This just uh, and so when they're doing this big crossover, I don't feel as emotionally invested because there it's like oh, there's more stories these these told. These guys are still growing. They're still being better. They're gonna be better eventually. Uh, the only one I could feel I could feel that for was the Doctor Strange one. Um, but that but that's about it um this show just yeah you're you're right within 11 minutes i already feel connected with these people and their story ends within uh that 11 minutes and then by uh that that finale the episode six where they all come together i'm already like just kind of connected and there's another story to be had with the characters now have completed their story yeah and it it feels at the end like they kind of put a bow on the whole thing like if if they release a second season that's great but I'm not expecting to see the same characters again because other than exactly. Baymax, that's the only one I'm really interested in in seeing on a regular 
regular basis to and, see what kind of crazy stuff happens. And for being a and for being a first production of the studio, using a character that has already had a dedicated like fifty something episode series, I think if anything, it's going to be Moana and Tiana that get second seasons lending. Yeah, I would, get, I would certainly be happy to series. see more of this, but it also would be fine if it was just the six episodes, but they, they could do whatever they want with it, obviously. It, it's a really good toe dip into series work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's light. I feel like a lot yeah. of the stuff coming out of Disney+, Plus, and this is not a knock on Disney+, Plus, but a lot of the stuff coming out is heavy. It, yeah. It's it's these giant series or these giant emotional pieces. And this, this was just fun. Like you sat down and you laughed and you felt good at the end of each episode. You felt great at the end of the 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's why I recommend hard. like, that's why I recommend like the ghosts in Molly McGee, or I would also recommend Bob's burgers. Cause it's like, those are just fun. You can just watch it for, you know, 22 minutes and that's just it. And it's yeah. not like, you know, this heavy thing that you have to like, you know, I, I, I'm so behind on so many of those other shows that have come yeah. out from Disney Plus just because it's like, it's a whole thing and it's like, it's a whole commitment yeah. to, for to me, watch those. For me, I don't really think of them as, I, it's not as heavy, but more like just kind of, well, I, I guess heavy in the sense of that they're kind of confused on themselves a little bit. Like, for instance, all the Marvel shows, they are six episode limited series Basically, they're just movies. They're they're just kind of yeah. like shorter movies, well, long, long, a little bit longer movies. It doesn't feel, and those ones they just have so much pacing issues. I've I've ranted about it way too much um, in the past, but like I think this just it knows what nailed it's trying it. To do. I WandaVision, think WandaVision yeah. nailed it, and the it rest was, of them have kind of struggled to find that same kind of um, success mm-hmm. as far as like pacing and everything. Yeah. Well, WandaVision was nine episodes. That was a nine episode series. It kind of knew how long it needed to be for it to tell the story. These right. ones have just been kind of forced to be six episodes. So like they're, they've restrained themselves to a story, to a really restricted story format and that they have to be like, it has to have the, like the first two episodes, kind of the introduction to it. It's the first act. This two second two episodes are the second act act. And then the last two are the third act. So it all has to be like this. It has to go through the story structure. And so there's moments in those 45 minutes per episode where they're just kind of, there's just nothing going on. Or it's like you could skip, for for instance, um, I really liked Miss Marvel. It was a good show. But you could really just skip, almost from, you could go from episode one to six and not miss a thing. Like that's yeah, kind of how it works for I, me. I really enjoyed Miss Marvel, but I felt it would have been a better mini series than anything else. You could have done it in three hour and a half episodes and gotten more continuity out of it. Exactly, yeah. And this just knows what it is. It knows that it it's eleven minutes. It goes by. It knows exactly what uh, it knows exactly what it's supposed to be, how it's going to accomplish it, where it needs to go, and it's done. Yeah. And it's still funny, which I really yeah, appreciate. Like I laughed yeah, out loud fun. watching these episodes. Absolutely. Um, so going back to the cast really quick. So towards, um, towards the end, um, she tries to tell Baymax, stop, this isn't working. And she ends up tripping over the same, uh, step stool she tripped over again. And, uh, Baymax brings her back upstairs and is, uh, is like, 
It appears my attempts to help run the cafe have caused you further injury. And she's like, no, this is my fault. I should have just closed the cafe like you said. Um, and this is kind of what you were talking about with, you know, there's always a, another problem that's happening. Um, and Cass kind of talks about how she promised, she made a promise to take care of the, this family. And, you know, there's no, the, she can't do that without the cafe, but um and and you know and those customers and baymax is baymax says well they, they may find other cafes but they won't find another cast and you know it, it's a there's a there's a good point of you got to take care of yourself before you can do anything else and yeah, um, yeah. and, and that she, theme continues she, it continues through yeah, the whole and, series which is great and yeah, she just, also finds out that the spy cam has been recording the whole time and um a couple of the people that are cafe regulars are like hey it's okay baymax is slow but he's getting the job done um just get that you know get better rest do what you need to do mm -hmm. that that uh that where just you gotta take care of yourself or take care of anyone else funny enough i was actually just watching steven universe and that's like the main story arc of the final season so like yeah that that it's it's interesting kind of how how that kind of put the, uh pushed that storyline told that storyline over how it, how it kind of tells that storyline over a season and this one just tells it within like 11 minute minutes I, I i find just how the story structure was just like very tight very just straightforward to the point yeah no i, th so look, I the... think it brings some of that direction and some of that writing to some of the other projects on disney plus it would be great oh yeah right? yeah <laughs> they feel they feel yeah this is definitely what I would like to see go uh, for other Disney Plus stuff, just because I, I I really I don't know why I'm getting tired of like just seeing these six episode forty five minute events, six episode forty five minutes for like every episode. Yeah, and then and, and just it it never feels like it's it 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 always just feels like they've restricted themselves so much in terms of just like where that like restricted themselves in like being that long or being that short like some of them don't feel like either they're going on for too too short or some of them were too long i don't know i it this is just a, was a really refreshing for me i and think it stands alone and i think that's yeah, part of it too. It is like what you're saying is like in the canon like when you're dealing in the star wars or you're dealing in the marvel you you're inside of these guardrails and you have mm -hmm, to stay yeah. inside the guardrails or people lose their minds. Right? Exactly, they, yeah. they literally get on Twitter and explode. Mm -hmm. And they just had fun with this. And you can feel it. You can feel that they were like storyboarding somewhere, laughing at a table with a couple of beers, right? About what yeah, they were going to yeah. do to these shorts. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I mean, like, yeah, it, it, the difference is like, yeah, with Star Wars Marvel, you have this whole template. You have to stick with Star Wars. You have to stick with the canon. With Marvel, you have to stay true to the You have to try and stay true to the comics. I say try yeah. because they've definitely have shown that they aren't really wanting to stay as true to the comics anymore. Um, but they're wanting to stay to their canon as well. So like, yeah, it's, it's the, it, this like big hero six was not really an app. Like the was just like more or less kind of an adaptation of the comics anyway. So it wasn't really like it was super important for them to stay to continuity or anything. So yeah, they just had fun with it. They didn't care what uh, like, like of the larger thing and I, that's not a bad thing it's just kind of a thing that they were oh, like yeah we great. don't we should, yeah uh with what adam said about how um 
you could tell that they were just, you know, laughing, having a couple of beers. Actually, on the couple of beers part, I know for a fact that there is a speakeasy inside of Walt Disney Animation Studios because <laughs> I've been there. So, oh, yes, there cool. is. There is. I know for a fact that there is. So that's fun. That's, that's cool. amazing. Like, my good friend Ava Moss, who um, has been on this podcast a couple of times, um, she was gracious enough to give me and Tony Goldmark and Luke Ski and David Gansel a tour of the animation building and Ooh. the lot and all of that. So that was very fun. That's got, that must have been a lot of fun, yeah. We it's even ran in... classified though, right? Like you can't you can't show us pictures of this. Well, stuff, we had right? to we, we had didn't... to yeah we had to sign non disclosure agreements, but it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of just you know concept mm -hmm. art and stuff that's on display in the animation mm -hmm. building. Um, that's incredible. And te mm -hmm. Technically, anyone with a Disney ID could walk around the lot and even bring guests. Mm -hmm. um, but to go into the animation building, you got to have someone with you, obviously. Um, but the uh, other thing that happened was. was this was back in 2020, right before COVID. Hmm. Did you see any yeah, shows that were ago. in development before they uh, before they aired? No, we couldn't go on that floor at all. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like the the floor where they were working on like Raya and stuff, we didn't even go on that floor. Um. But the other thing, the other thing that happened that day was we happened to pass Mark Hen, Uncle cool. Joey's coffee monkey himself. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, he also uh, did a whole bunch of uh, amazing animation during the Disney Renaissance. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so moving on to the episode about um, Kiko. Um, so Kiko is getting the mail and um, she bends down to pick up an envelope that didn't make it into the trash can. And um, she's in pain. And uh, Baybax comes over and is like, hello, Kiko. Uh, he reads the envelope she's holding and he's like, I am Baymax. What was that? Borax? Turning the volume up. <laughs> I am Baymax. <laughs> I was so waiting to hear like, if she said Bor uh, to, uh, for a second, I, I thought she said Borat and I was worried Borat. that they were going to make a my, a mo make a my wife reference because Disney does oh. own the first Borat movie. They and, do, that's right. And yeah. And they only stuck to the one misnaming. They could have run off a list of they could have, yeah. yeah. Actually, that's um, really yeah, funny. Bill and Ted's excellent Halloween adventure did that um the year Big Hero Six came out, and they called him Tampax. <laughs> which became <laughs> which, which is why the next episode which is why the next episode is really I was gonna perfect. say, I'm like, wow, okay, we've come full circle, I guess. God, I miss the Bill and Ted show. Anyway, Baymax um, <laughs> scans Kiko and is like, "You have joint pain. Um, you should do some physical exercise. Uh, you know, there's something. You know, I will find the nearest recreational facility. I found it. There's a pool right next door. Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, no thanks. Bye." Actually, the other thing she says uh, when he does the, how would you rate your pain? She says, I love all my pain equally. That is not a valid answer. That, that is a, that was a, that's a great comeback. I need to remember yes. that for any other time. I just uh, need to start doing that to my doctors. Just like, how, how, how bad is your, how, how would you rate your pain from like your arm to your shoulder? I love, I love it all equally. It's just that, that that isn't going to help me. I need to know where, where you, where do you feel pain? And I really enjoy, by the way, that every time Baymax finds somebody that 
is in pain, he always imitates whatever they said when they were in pain. Yes, like he it's just so reiterates funny. it every time. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you needed it's... treatment because you said, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, that was the, the, funniest, is, the, number one the funniest is when he, when he says that about the cat. I'm Now I'm wondering, like, what if they were to say, like, a, I wonder what would happen, because, like, if he if, if they say if swear they said words. A swear? Then, yeah, if they said a swear, does, Baymax, does Baymax, like, know if there's children in the room and he has to bleep it? If they, <laughs> imagine the trauma of the child hearing a, the Baymax saying, fuck, shit. Well, now we just need Baymax toys that repeat anything you ever say. Oh no! Oh no! That people would definitely not abuse that. Oh boy, that cer- certainly would. Uh, that certainly wouldn't be uh, abused. I mean, like, just look at AI voice generators; those aren't being abused right now. Freaking talking yep. Tom. <laughs> A talking Tom. Oh my god! Remember the voice changer from Scream Four and how bullshit that was. I have not seen the Scream series, actually. I, I, I was about I've, to say, I don't think I've seen Scream 4. I think I stopped at the well, first so one, in, actually. In Scream 4, basically, um, in Scream 4, basically, they have a voice changer where you can perfectly imitate anyone else's voice. Hmm. It's complete bullshit. Like, we don't have that technology today. Yeah, I can imagine it's quite bullshit. Yeah, it was such a stupid, lazy writing shortcut. Uh, but anyways, uh, <laughs> so Baymax detects a spike in uh, its cortisol levels, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When he mentioned swimming, and so he assumes that that uh, that Kiko has a fear of water, uh, and so the next day he shows up and puts a little kiddie pool, like a tiny little, not even a kiddie pool, but like just a tub full of water in in front of her doorstep, and she steps out and. <laughs> steps into it and he's like congratulations you've taken your first step towards overcoming your fear and i was just thinking in my notes i have you taken your first steps into a larger world larger world yeah (laughs) (laughs) just like Uh, just like the instead of hearing obi-wan kenobi saying to ray these are your first steps and you just hear baymax say you've you've taken your first steps towards joining the force yes (laughs) You got this inflatable droid that's completely against inflatable the design droid. philosophy of any of the robots in Star Wars. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, Baymax could work in Star Wars. I mean, it's a unique <laughs> design. It's inflatable. It never seen an inflatable droid yet. Not yet. You could put him All right into Empire Strikes Back when Luke loses his hand, right? He rolls ah. on up. Just I've detected oh. that you're in <laughs> in pain after you said no 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 that's not true that's impossible (laughs) on a scale from one to ten how would you rate your pain it's like my (laughs) arm is cut off (laughs) now i just want i just want shorts where baymax shows up when other characters are like critically injured in other things Mm-hmm. Just like when Tony Stark gets stabbed in Infinity War by Thanos, you just see a Baymax roll up so on a scale. <laughs> after like Tom Holland just dissipates into dust, he's like, "Oh no, oh no!" Collecting <laughs> oh, Infinity Stones to erase half of all life is not conducive to good health. <laughs> 
we're having fun here. <laughs> it's okay. We have, we have it's fun. okay, Lucas. We have fun here. Remax is here for Max. <laughs> great. Um, great. Also, half of the shit that Baymax is doing to try to get Kiko over her fear of water wouldn't actually do anything. Like, someone yeah. who's afraid of water isn't gonna ha- like like it, they're not afraid of water because because they don't like you know because like obviously they have to drink water and be around mm-hmm. water. They're afraid of you know swimming and drowning. Yeah, I, I found that weird. Of like. You know, like they—they're fine and like most people are fine with stepping in puddles. That's a kiddie pool. Yeah, Baymax. I thought I thought you could download this type of stuff and know this. <laughs> he probably went on like a real on one of those like uh those joke sites like how to sites. <laughs> how to go <laughs> overcome com- fear of water and it's jump just in a kiddie wrong. pool. Yeah, yeah goes to Barnes and Noble and buy swimming for dummies. Like there's or... there's something in there, right? <laughs> Or the conspiracy theory that I could I could come up with is he knew the whole time that there was something else that was an issue, and it's like, well, I'll just I'll just bother her until uh, I can get her where I need her. And the funniest part is everything he tries is followed by a lollipop, right? So every time yes. she does something, she's presented with one of those red lollipops, which is just <laughs> incredible. I am borax. I will make well, you face is, your great, biggest fears. Have a lollipop. Person. Yes. Most comas are free lollipops. lollipops. Uh, also, so when uh, she tries to, um, she, she gets a couple of knitting needles out and attempts to find Baymax and pop him, which obviously would not work because he has patches, as and we see only, later. And not only that, he also has an, it's not that the, the balloon isn't his body. It's right. He has an exoskeleton inside there. So if he were to pop him, it would probably just be terrifying to see an exoskeleton of Baymax yeah. just walking around. Yeah. And they and they always use needles, which is so thin a hole that yeah. it's just going to def- deflate slow, slow as hell. As as we see later, and we'll come back to that obviously. Um, so he's going. He's still going to maintain his shape for quite a bit. Right. Or at least several minutes. And uh and when when she goes There's a really ironic part him. too, right? When right when she grabs the knitting needles, the last thing she does is she takes her meds, which I find really ironic. Yeah. If you if you notice that, like she's got her pill case out and she, she pops <laughs> a couple before she heads off on her quest, which I yes. just found really comical. Popping pros and popping that. doctors. Yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> And yeah, so she she finds him because of the red lollipop. Um, like she sees someone else with a lollipop, and she fi- finds where he is and follows him. And he can obviously sense that she's following him, and ends up leading her back to the pool. And somehow she doesn't notice that he's leading her back home because, like, it's next to her house. She should know that area of town. <laughs> it's just kind of funny that she didn't notice, but she's caught up in the heat of the of the chase of course she's focused and yeah Mm -hmm. she's focused and then she throws the the knitting needle at him and he catches it without even looking at it which is just surprisingly badass he has like situational awareness just like it would have been it would have been like a spider sense thing if it just time just slows down you're just seeing everything fly by it like in spider-man 
2002. Yeah. And then um, she talks about how um, the reason why she doesn't want to swim, it's not because she's afraid of water. It's because um, her husband used to come to that pool all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, he, of course, passed away. And, you know, he always said, um, come on, jump, you know, jump in, uh, live a little. And um, she, she's like, you know, and I've never did. And Baymax is like, well, you're in good health. Therefore, it may not be too late. And so she finally goes for it. And she and Baymax swim and have a grand old time swimming. And Baymax just floats. And the, there's a post-credit scene in um, in each episode, too. So I didn't we didn't mention the one for Cass, where Hero comes home and sees Baymax with an employee of the... He has, like, an employee of the month thing. And he's <laughs> kind of glitching a little bit like um like you know like he's still working at the cafe which is funny <laughs> wonder how long those repairs took to fix them probably a yeah. software thing or hardware thing probably a software thing and then um and then with this one here's like baymax have you been swimming cut, cut to baymax just floating on top of the water more like floating <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was gonna wonder like is baymax like would baymax be a good swimming coach just because, Probably like, not. yeah, he just can't. He can swim tell you he just can't really do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could see him like deflating himself a little bit to try getting underwater, because yeah. if the weight of his, uh, if the metal inside of him, the weight of that also is enough. Also, Baybax puts on swim trunks for absolutely no reason. And a yeah, swimming cap, but he has no hair, so that's that's yeah. fun too. I was like, what? what? Okay, sure. Why? Probably why is he doing this? Just, like, just for the aesthetic. <laughs> So then the next episode, of course, is uh, Sophia, and Baymax visits middle schools just to show how to put on uh, band-aids and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Which is funny. Um, and then he's leaving, and he overhears as um, Sophia, and oh, I, why did I forget the other kid's name? I had that pulled up. Um, the other kid who is just Remy from uh, from Big City Greens, um, mm -hmm. Ali. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Sophia and Ollie are doing the, are going to be doing this yo-yo um, routine for the talent show, and Sophia goes to the bathroom and realizes that she just got her first period, and mm -hmm. she says, "Oh no 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 no," and um, that's what alerts no, Baymax. And um, he, of course, scans her and mentions that she is uh, currently menstruating. And she pulls him into the stall and she's like, I just got my first period. He's like, yeah, that's correct. She's like, but I don't have a thing. And the, the dispenser's out. A thing, you know, a, a, a pad pond, a tampad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was... Are you referring to menstrual hygiene products? Yes. <laughs> I've... And... Yep, and then we go to the uh, scene that it seems to anger a lot of people that are uh, for no of reason. Straight, well, actually, of the straight white before that, variety. before that, the other thing that um, that I, I I don't know if there's been anyone that's been angered about it or not, but the it's an all gender bathroom. Um, but I think the main reason why they decided on that was just for writing purposes, so it's not weird when her friend comes to check on her later. The, yeah. the people angry that that these shows are teaching what they refuse to. Yep, exactly. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. like I, what? Do you I want your people, kid to be carrying white and have no idea but, what's going to happen yeah, when, people are gonna get angry when they start menstruating? No what, they, they become a bunch of Sophias. Well, Sophia knows what's happening. She's just not happy about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but the truth is people are going to get angry no matter what you do at this point. Yeah, we're, like true. we're at that point in the world, right? No matter what Disney puts on, you're going to anger somebody. But yeah. to me, this this whole thing was done so tongue in cheek. So like the whole approach was so funny that I don't know how you're getting really upset about this. Like if this is what you're getting upset about, I, come over to my house. I'll give you some real problems to deal with. I got kids here. You can you can help with that. Right? That <laughs> those are some real issues. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Like this was tame. Also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, um, Baymax doesn't have pads or tampons, which seems like an oversight. You'd think a uh, yeah, a you robot think... would have that, but he was designed by a dude who might have just not ever thought about it. So you know, yeah. Well, and he's clearly mm-hmm. not built to be absorbent, so that's that's a whole. Different <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> um, and yeah, I love how when Baymax shows up at the store, he just looks completely lost. Um, everyone is like, "Oh, I'll help. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a suggestion." Mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. if anything, it, it seems, uh, it seems like Tadashi probably wasn't dating frequently enough to know. Oh yeah, oh, really? <laughs> How do you think of that? that guy... I, I don't know. Tadashi's pretty hot. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. Oh, he just left. He's gone. He's he's left us. It's my podcast okay, now. Back. We're covering Charlie's what... Angels in the Love Boat. My question oh my God, is, this... how the shit did Baymax pay for all of that? Maybe, That's maybe why Cass just... didn't want to close the cafe, because he keeps buying stuff at CVS Pharmacy. Also, for whatever reason, somebody decided to just have a whole bunch of, of toilet paper in this bathroom. Like, a, a crazy amount of toilet paper that's just left here. I'm like, that is a middle school bathroom? You are asking for it to get vandalized. Mm-hmm. Well, look, anyone who's been in a middle school bathroom, there's no, that, that, that does not represent a middle school bathroom, right? I right. mean, that's, yeah. And, <laughs> it is and never also, that clean. We had also mentioned that um, before we started recording of how the first woman Baymax consulted was voiced by Sarah Nicole Robles. So there was Woos and Hunter in the same project. Both Zeno Robinson and Kari Payton have roles in this universe, and they're both cyborg. Zeno on Young Justice and Kari basically everywhere else. And Sophia um, talks about how um, she's not done being a kid yet, and uh, how I think it was her cousin got her period, and everyone started treating her differently. And she's like, I'm not done being a kid yet. And Baymax is like, well, you're 12 years old. By most cultures and most standards, you're still considered a child. Your body may be changing, but you're still you. I find it weird that when he says the word most, I wish it was all, but all. Well, no, the word he should have said was most modern. Most modern, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because most <laughs> cultures means going back thousands and thousands of years and... Yeah, and before and... Um, and she ends up going out and doing the talent show, and the two of them end up getting injured. And luckily, Baymax is there with the band aids. What type of injuries did they accumulate? Because it looks like because it only just looked like they only got like little scrapes. But if they were doing all those flips and stuff, they probably would have gotten like some 
bones would have broke, be bro- been broken or something. Yeah. He should have had some cast thing. on hand. <laughs> yeah, but Band-Aids fix everything. Band-Aids fix everything. As well I'm as humor, as we all know. on Band-Aid, Brandon. Band-Aid stuck on me. Gosh, I haven't um, heard that so, in forever. Do they still use I, that? I think no, they do. I don't know. No. Or, or maybe they do. Uh, it's, I mean, listen, it's all stuck in our head. That's that's yeah. for sure. It, we're um, stuck. We're. I'm trying to think of the pun because it's because it's literally the song. I'm stuck on Band Aid, Brand and Band Aid stuck on me. The song is just literally stuck in our head. So. Yeah. So <laughs> the at next least, episode. Band Aid was one of the brands that had always done live action commercials instead of having to go cheap and go and go from animation to live action like mm. the, the pebbles commercials <laughs> yeah the yeah. animation's so expensive now <laughs> yeah. yeah that's kind of what we that's kind of one thing i brought up in the mm. the um crossover nexus episode where we talked about the the jesse with parker and joey yeah episode that yeah. you know when you have a when you do a, a 44 minute animated special you have a budget you have to work with and you actually have to have things happen to get that 20 you know that 44 minute special whereas yeah. with live action it doesn't matter not to say that it doesn't cost money to shoot in live action but it's way less expensive yeah yeah it's yeah like i guess yeah since we're talking about it yeah because like for that that thing we did it was a two-parter it was 45 minutes nothing happened nothing happened well nothing I mean, happened at granted, all not to say that you can't do a uh, an animated special with very cheap animation um because and, and do it as like a clip show because that's what the cliptastic countdown with uh kelly osborne and featuring maya mitchell was so maybe the problem is just maya mitchell i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but back to um baymax so the next episode is um the vita and um he runs a fish soup food truck um which i will say i'm sure it's very tasty but i feel like if i'm going to a food truck i'm really not wanting to get something that i have to hold in a bowl while i'm walking around at this farmer's market mm-hmm Thin it was a weird choice. Right. Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't seem like the kind of thing I would want to get from a food truck. Probably needs to be loaded into a cone or something or a sandwich. Yeah. Well, I mean, you couldn't really put soup in a sandwich. That. Oh, it was well, soup. Broken. Well, you can, but it's well, called a it, bread bowl. And at that point, you still need to sit down. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was a fish soup that wasn't very thick. That could yeah. actually... Because like, if it's a chowder, it could easily go on like a pita or something. We're we're talking about soup, and my stomach decided to start rumbling. I'm like, yes, I know you're hungry. Please, There's chili please, soon. Please stop talking about food. <laughs> please stop talking. Okay, about food. then what are you? What are your least favorites? We'll try to combine them and and. <laughs> That's the thing is, I like most things, uh, yeah. but the uh, Vita is uh, he tries to talk to this other person I forget his name on um, I forget his this, name too but I know you but talk. this guy that works yeah this guy that works at the the apple um, cart at the same market and he tries flirting with him and he's terrible at it 
Yeah, which is <laughs> which is funny. And um, and someone else asks him like, "Hey, are you looking at changing up your menu?" And he's like, "Nope, we're sticking with the same thing. Same thing as always: fish soup." Um, and then he starts making the soup and um, finds out that he's allergic and his hand swells up just like um, just like in uh, just like in Star Trek when in the the two thousand nine Star Trek. Abr- yeah. Abrams Trek, where um, where um, Bones gives Kirk the um, the vaccine that uh, that he has, has he has an allergic reaction to it, it and it makes his hand swell up, same kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, of course, of course, Baymax um, shows up and tells him that he's allergic to fish, and he's like, "What? That's impossible!" And Baymax is like, "No, it's not impossible. Lots of people develop fish allergies at." any random time um and actually i have i have a bit of a personal connection to that i'm not allergic to shellfish but my sister is and she developed a shellfish allergy um completely like out of nowhere one day and as Mm -hmm. a result we've had to basically stop doing anything with like shrimp or anything like that scallops we we don't have any more that's why whenever i go out i'll always get like like if i go into like caravas or something i'll get like the lobster ravioli because i'm like i can't have this at home man yeah that that's gotta suck man i always yeah i i've i've yet to ever actually like develop any new allergies i've only all i've ever had is just is just seasonal allergies trees grass and a grasshopper and grasshopper allergies that's it yeah yeah, thankfully I don't have any food allergies because I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, if I was allergic to like, if I suddenly developed an allergy to like peanuts, I would be so mad. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like the worst is later in life when these guys like develop an allergy to like they get celiac and they can't eat bread. That would end my day. Yeah. Oh, like, I that would know, suck. I eat all day. Oh my, my god, that would over. suck. My sister's lactose intolerant, and like, the worst thing is is not being able to drink like regular milk. Because yeah, like I don't buy, like, lactate. I, I don't like because I don't like I don't like silk I don't like any of the nut based milks. They make like I, lactose-free cow's milk. That, that's what I was gonna get to. Yeah, and I like the it, it's fine. It's a lot. It feels tastes a lot more powdery. If that makes sense. Okay. Than, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that that's uh, that's my only gripe with it. I have to. It's it just has a different type of like feeling texture to it when you drink it yeah outside of that it's 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 fine but it's a it's a fine substitute yeah thankfully dole whip is dairy free that's a good thing to oh yeah have as a substitute it's like Mm -hmm. you want dairy free ice cream dole whip (laughs) the they have a coconut one that is like so insanely good now oh my god it's it's fantastic i mean i'm i'm I mean, I'm I'm out on Long Island. It's not that many food trucks, except for maybe when there's a thrift fair or like. But um, yeah, I'd I'd love more experience with food trucks. There's a whole food truck like there's a whole food truck park that opened up on International Drive, like across the street from Fun Spot in Kissimmee, and I was doing a pickup there once for Uber Eats, and I didn't eat anything from there, but it looked very good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm also on Long Island, and th- yeah, the food truck thing has not gotten here a ton. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not everywhere. I, I'd find, I, I'd honestly find it difficult here. Like, and that's probably why it hasn't made it here. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's almost too, 
it's almost too suburbia, right? You can't, you can't make it work. Yeah. There's not enough foot traffic. You gotta have it in a, in a big, like a big area where, you know, you have a lot of tourists or just people in general. That's why Orlando yeah, is for that vibe. sort of thing. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Bay- and Bayback starts listing off all the symptoms for um, that could happen while continuing to work with fish when you have an allergy, and he scares all the customers away. <laughs> what? Nausea, cramp, you know, nausea. I forget all the symptoms, but I know diarrhea was one of them, and everyone's like, "Nope." Nausea, diarrhea, vomiting. Heartburn, indigestion. Pepto Bismol. And Baymax um, is like, well, we need to get rid of the fish and tosses it out of the truck. And eventually, um, eventually, Mavita is able to get Baymax out of the truck and then, like, speed off after Baymax. is about to uh, inject him with the the um, histamine blocker, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Davex is just like many people do not like needles. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course uh, he um, starts coming after him, and the you know Navita's in the truck, and 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 Baymax starts coming after him in his little. Um, not it, it's not like a go-kart but like his little kind of cart that he rolls around in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah the, the 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 little baymax mobile that he rides around in, he um starts chasing after and he's actually able to get that up to a pretty good speed and that results in us having a basically a chase sequence which I was not expecting this show to have. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really funny. It's great. <laughs> the whole, the um, whole that end of the episode, the, the pace picked up. Because at the beginning it it was a little slow. Like it it kind of yeah. started slowly, picked up the pace at the end. And then of course we get that human moment again at the end, which was really nice. Yes. Yeah. Right piece where it's like he's doing the food truck because his parents did the food truck and that's all they did so that's all he knows and then he's moving on to because he can't work with fish anymore he's got to find something else to do that's going to become his right i thought that was just again like i don't know if anyone else identifies with that moment but i i changed careers like in my 30s so i identified with that oh i can't do what i love anymore so i've got to go do something else and that that episode just kind of spoke to me that way yeah that that's a that's a good message to have for sure because I think a lot of people would get really discouraged finding out suddenly that they can't do something they used to always love and want to do. But you know, it's okay. You can you can try different things. It can be scary, but you know going yeah. forward is a good thing. And then speaking of going for it, he gets a date out of it at the end of the episode. So who doesn't love yes. that? Yes. Yay. And of course, it's a date everyone can get angry about, which is good. Yay. (laughs) I did have... Also, Baymax does the thing where uh, he, he, as uh, as is asking the the Apple guy out, um, he's like, your pituitary gland is... Okay, that's enough. (laughs) That's enough of that. He's just like, you are in good health. Good. I did have a thought. What is your thought? 
I'm wondering how bad of an icebreaker what's your favorite allergen would be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Shellfish. Well, that would be his least favorite. <laughs> um, also, there's no way everything in that food truck is in perfect, perfect working order after the whole thing flips over. Like, yeah, it lands perfectly, but I'm like, it still did a 360 degree rotation. Love it. Yeah, I, I thought <laughs> I thought there was going to be some form of a crash. I, I yeah. was really looking forward to that. Nope. We, 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 we can't crunch up our model, even though it's just a model. <laughs> well, maybe okay, it was so just like, they, could, they had to really think of like, they probably had to model the crunch and everything. Yeah, exactly. That, mm. I, I wasn't really even joking about that. Um, so moving on, because we got to kind of um, wrap this up because uh, yeah. um, Adam's got to go to work soon. Um, yeah, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> you're fine. That's you're all fine. right. We're almost done anyway. Um, so um, Yachi the Cat, I didn't know the cat's name and then I looked at the title for the episode. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so, of course, this sweet kitty baby. <laughs> um, cat living outside. Uh, hot, the the cat's hungry. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. Um, I don't know. They, but, they really get specific with it. Actually, it's just they just. I don't know. Cat. I don't know. It could be the name could be either. So I'm just gonna say he. <laughs> um. So he eats one of the headphones. Um. That's on the um. Because this guy has a pair of um uh, electronic earbuds, like what I have in right now. Um, for the people who are listening to this audio podcast that can't see what I have on our Zoom call. Because um, this guy has a plate of sushi. And he takes out his earbuds and sets them down on the plate of sushi, which I feel like is a really bad idea. But the reason huh. he does it is because the cat actually messes with the phone and turns up the volume, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. That's for Miller charged with felony. Yeah, of oh. course. That's oh, of course. Yeah. Is that, is that really something? like an uncommon thing at this point? Wait, is no. Wait, is he bad? Is he is he not doing good things? I Apparently he, not. Who who but, thought but that? Batgirl was what needed to get canceled. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Batgirl for tax purposes. Remember, guys, this oh is my for tax God. purposes. Um, man, corporate murders are great, aren't they? Yeah, just amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so Yachi eats one of the headphones, and um, Baymax realizes that there's music coming out of this cat, and he he rolls over and is like, "I I was alerted to your need for medical attention when you said, uh, um, weather on the tens, traffic on the twenties, or something like that. I'll probably splice the clip in, um, which is really funny." <laughs> And I get the comedy of it, but random music coming out of the headphones doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because they would have to be paired to that phone still. And why would the guy just be going through random things and not using the audio at this point? Mm -hmm. But it's funny. So, you know, suspension of disbelief, I guess. Well, I mean, being as a large inflatable medical robot rolling around the city, we, we, can, yeah. I think we can do that. You know, we, we can. Yeah, I think. I think we can do that. That's fine. Um, but of course, Baymax trying to take care of a cat is just the funniest possible scenario you could have because cats are like little hugs with knives on their feet. 
Mm -hmm. Those are cats. Cuddly soft things with knives for feet. Yep. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Especially for an inflatable. Yeah, and there, there's not really a whole lot I can... <laughs> there's not really a whole lot else to say about um, this one until he basically chases the cat into um, the warehouse. Although, actually, at one point, um, the cat's hiding under, like, a, a ramen stand, and Baymax, um, you know, goes, like, here, kitty, kitty, and, and um, the cat jumps up on the stand and knocks over the ramen that some people are about to have, and they're taking pictures of it. And Baymax just, like scoops all the ramen back into the bowl and is like, enjoy your ramen and just know that it's high in sodium. I'm like, Baymax, that's not good food safety. <laughs> Baymax doesn't know good food safety, apparently. <laughs> yeah. He does, I, I think maybe it's just that he doesn't... Maybe he, maybe he is reading the wrong information on the internet. He's maybe. just going on the wrong forums. Yeah. Eventually uh, he's going to start giving uh, anti-vaxxer talking points oh no oh no it's coming full but circle then, but then baymax starts coming at the shelves of the warehouse because the cat is in the warehouse and um bounces up on top of one of the shelves um and baymax is like i will get you down safely and then just starts like disassembling the shelves so they'll fall over i'm like how is that guaranteed to get this cat down safely dude <laughs> I don't think about Baymax with the power drill is also a little disturbing. Like I don't, there was yeah, a, a scene that was a little weird. Going back to that horror movie thread. Um, yeah. But then eventually due to the kind of hard landing that the cat takes, he actually is able to spit out the headphone. Um, and then Baymax gives the cat the lollipop or is trying to give the cat the lollipop and then realizes that his battery is low and he needs to plug into an outlet and fortunately, there's one in this warehouse, but he doesn't quite make it in time, and you have it to be continued. I, I thought mm -hmm. it was just going to end with the cat just kind of grabbing it and plugging it in, and then just jumping in fear of, of Baymax turning back online. That's how yeah. I thought it was going to end. I'm like, oh, it's a to be continued. Okay. Yeah. That and was the shock. The last that episode, was of course, is called Baymax. Yeah. So they come a day like any other. Yeah, like, and Hero notices that Baymax is missing and needs to assemble a search party, and fortunately, he gets data on all of these different people, um, which I feel like might potentially violate doctor-patient confidentiality, but I don't know. I don't know. Mm. That might just be Freedom of Information Act at this point. Maybe. Mm. I don't he, know. He had it subpoenaed. That was it. <laughs> huh. He, su he um, took the time to subpoena all the information. Like, I need all the information from Baymax's drug. <laughs> yeah, but basically, um, he goes through to the last several patients and assembles a search party. And like with Kiko, um, Cass and, and Hero are at the door and are like, hey, Baymax needs help. And she like slams the door and they think, oh, well, that's, you know, that's not good. And yet not surprising. And then she comes back, you know, she opens it and is ready to go and is like, let's find Borax. <laughs> Um, and basically it's the same thing with everyone that they find that you know they're like oh yeah he helped me and and you know all these people would just you know easily do the same thing for him which is really sweet now these two randos from outside school know about know all about Sophia's conundrum oh yeah, yeah. I find that interesting she just said it with such confidence which like, like oh yeah yeah came over overcame that stigma it's great yep 
which is good because that's how it should be. <laughs> um, and I love I love the moment when Kiko um is um she because fi- she finds the cat um she finds uh Yachi and she she sees the they see the the red lollipop um and she goes up to the um she goes up to Kiko. Uh, she goes up to Yachi and is like, where's the big guy that gave you this? You know, hello, I am Borax. I will make you face your deepest fears. Here, have a lollipop. <laughs> like, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, the cat leads them to the warehouse and the crew, that's the demolition crew, is like, hey, um, we're, you know, this whole thing is welded shut. Nobody's going in or out. And so, of course, they come up with this elaborate heist plan to break in and find Baymax and get him out. Um, and, um, and Cass and Babita lure a bunch of the construction workers from their lunch, you know, away from their lunch with, uh, delicious food truck food Mm -hmm. and coffee, of course, because Cass has the coffee. Um, but, um, they try, so Sophia is able to get a crowbar using the yo-yo. So every, each one of them kind of does something. Um, and they ultimately go in through a, uh, a grate down into the building because they can't go through the door because the door is bolted shut. And uh, they're, you know, it's, it's almost to the point where it looks like the building's going to explode and... Um, and kiko essentially almost is about to like sacrifice herself but then the cat goes up on top of the roof and is able to stop them from blowing up the building Mm -hmm. maybe not intentionally sacrificing herself but like she um she would have gotten buried under rubble if nothing else Mm -hmm. which wouldn't have been good Mm -hmm. um my question is, how does this, like, de- demolition manager not know anything about this healthcare robot that's been going all over town? I don't know. I mean, like, it had to have been on the news because, well, they saved the day once. Right, they did. Um, they, but they might not know it as a healthcare robot. They don't know what yeah, that's the probably hero true. made of. But mm. I would think there would have been, like, a thing on the news talking about it. I don't know. Um, yeah. But anyways... Um, they are able to successfully get Baymax back into the charger and boot him up, and he says this thing, hello, I am Cass is like, Baymax! <laughs> and Hero's like, well, how do you feel? And he sees everyone there for him, and he's like, I am satisfied with my care. That was just a sweet way to end it. Yes, it's yeah. great. I, I really like this. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it, was ironic, a, it was a good uh, series. also a big Hero 6. Yeah. Yeah. There's Little Hero 6, Little Hero 6. Well, there's also a Big Hero 6. Right. Well, and it's funny, when he said, I'm satisfied with my care, that was like the I am Iron Man moment. Yes. Yeah. Right? I, there was something about that that immediately when I saw it, I went, I am Iron Man. Like, it's, I heard yes. it in my head. <laughs> it's great. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, in short, this, this was a lot of fun. And I look forward to seeing more stuff come out of Walt Disney Animation Studios for Disney Plus if it's just like yeah. this, because I'm it's really good. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it's of that type of quality too. Just the of terms of not only animation, but also it's just it's all, all overall writing and presentation and just 
it's just knowing what it is and where it should what, what it's trying to accomplish because it's it's clear it's clear that this just knows what it's trying to be yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um and i think that's it does anyone else have anything else to say or because we got stuff to plug um, i got nothing else no this was great it was great all right stuff to plug adam you go first because i know you got to get out of here i appreciate that chandler so yeah, the only thing I have to plug is uh, my wife, Jackie, and and my podcast. So we are Engineering Theme Parks. Uh, on Twitter, we're at ETP Pod. Uh, on Instagram, we're Engineering Theme Parks. Uh, basically, we're around once a week just exploring theme parks, exploring themed entertainment, stuff that has ancillary connections to all sorts of stuff. Uh, you know, sometimes it's trip reports. Sometimes it's, hey, how the heck do they do that? But it's basically a husband and a wife wife having a great time talking about disney universal and and themed entertainment out there so if you want to give us a listen we're we're out there for you love that uh and i I guess i'll go next uh you guys can uh you guys uh can follow my podcast at the crossover nexus uh we're on spotify apple Podcasts, as well as just a lot of other places you can find podcasts if you look us up on on whatever podcast app you use you'll probably find us um you can also follow my Twitter at Iron Ninja, uh, where where I will just rant about things. Uh, my podcast will just basically just talks about the Tommy Westfall universe and every single crossover across sitcoms, movies, television, and just everything under the under the umbrella of just crossovers. And there's um, been a surprising amount of episodes about Jesse so far, but also Jesse did like a zillion crossovers <laughs> for no reason. So yes, I guess there's a statistical reason why yeah no, not no reason and, and then it even extended to funk which basically went Still all the way going. back around to the uh to the that's a raven end of the yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh most recently we actually just released an episode on the simpsons family guy crossover the simpsons guy if you guys if you guys are listening to this go ahead take that take a look at that we really uh had a lot of fun recording that it was with my friends xavier mendoza godzilla mendoza Troy Boy 17 and my friend Mithy. And you and you can hear us losing our minds at the end of that for the clip for the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you heard that. Yes. Oh my god, it's great. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that's um, where you can find me. All right. Scott, go ahead. I I don't think I've actually made any other podcast appearances since since the uh, Bob's Burgers movie. Uh, well, un- until this, but July was a like I, I joined Culture Swipe in April, and then July I think I, I released like ten articles when I, I had done like nine combined in my first three months, and now I've had like seven articles in this in in the first week of August. I've got. Um, about the uh, title reveal for the for next year's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. A review of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The movie is currently in editing. I've also got a review of Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation in editing. That, that will probably be out in the next couple of days. Cause, but, but um, yeah, I also uh, did the article announcing the Pokemon Presents. And then covered the Pokemon Presents for Culture Swipe. I did an article on that uh, Godzilla versus Kong, the, the Godzilla versus Kong sequel has started filming. 
I did the um, obituary article for Pat Carroll and the, uh, the news that Takia Crystal Kamar will be appearing in the Ravens Home season five finale. In her first appearance, Tanya Baxter, since season three of That's So Raven. You can follow me on Twitter at Starport97 and at the YouTube channel Starport97, as well as this podcast at Ad Podcast Acronym. If you like this and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe. I'm all the usual places, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and I'm now available on iHeartRadio and Audible. Leave us a review, give us five stars, and share us with your friends. I've got a handful of episodes of my flagship show, Theme Park Backlot, on my YouTube channel. I also visited a whole bunch of parks across the Midwest last summer, and I'm slowly working on getting those vlogs finished. And I will definitely be making more videos about my more recent trips that I've taken, but I have to get through the backlog of old stuff I haven't edited yet first before I do those. Some of those parks are actually parks that I also visited last year, so... If you want to support me even more, be sure to check out my new and improved Patreon! That's right, I actually have a Patreon again. Patreon.com slash Starport97. Just a dollar a month gets you early access to new episodes of this podcast one day early, and new videos at least one week early. Sometimes more if I haven't finished the next one quite on time. And be sure to join us next week for a very special episode of the podcast. It's Phineas and Ferb's 15th anniversary, and we'll be joined by Jeff Swampy Marsh once again to talk about Summer Belongs to You, right here on the podcast without a cool acronym. still want pizza. Are you sure you can't just make me one? Pizza preparation is not part of my healthcare matrix yet. I'll just eat some frozen peas. Bye, Mr. Max. Great. Now I want pizza. (laughs) Is there pizza in the mystery egg? That was your takeaway? How cool would it be to have a personal healthcare robot? Yeah, you know, I don't think Baymax could do much for me. On account of me being dead. I got it.